Not quite. Darkness is a podcast that contains spoilers, opinions, and general. Listener discussion is advised. children of all ages welcome back to not quite darkness my name is keith brooks i'm here with always as i i just fucked that up i'm here as always with mr chad dowdy chad how are you doing sir on this valentine's day eve of our recording i'm doing great um i'm ready to talk about my bloody valentine and uh, I'm dressed for the occasion. This is the closest thing I could have to a uh, miner's outfit because I got my lookout. So, <laughs> oh, wait, so what's this over here? That's weird. Oh, <laughs> I hope there's not a bloody heart in this. Maybe there's chocolate. Maybe I'll have it later. We'll see what happens. Who knows? All full of surprises. Yeah. yeah so if you if you couldn't get it from <laughs> the brightness of uh, Chad's humor, uh, here at Not Quite Darkness, what we do is we're watching through the 19 different documentaries of In Search of Darkness. They just announced another one called like Terror Bites about video games the other day. Um, but we are watching all of those movies and telling you our opinions and the important things that we feel about them. Uh, and today we are diving into 1981 into the heart of horror itself with the Canadian film, My Bloody Valentine. So, Chad, let's talk about it. Well, you said it. First and foremost, it's a Canadian film. It's through Canadian. and through. Through and through. I, and through. I cannot wait for you to sprinkle in some... Uh, Canadian accent during hey, this. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, I won't <laughs> disappoint you. Okay. <laughs> oh, the number of times they say sorry in this sorry is all amazing. the time, all the time in the whole movie. But you know, that's what the movie's about, really. If you stop and think about it, <laughs> it's like, can we think of like a word that they could say all the time to make it very clear? <laughs> This is a Canadian film. The only way it would have been more clear is if it was like Ryan Reynolds and he was just eating maple syrup the entire time dressed in a Deadpool suit. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way to exactly. talk to Canadian. Celine Dion in the background or something like that. So, so this yeah. So you know, as Keith said, uh, version of Letter Kidding. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yep, uh, my bloody Valentine, the 1981 version, of course, because yeah. we're doing In Search of Darkness, uh, the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, this one is, um, you know, we're going to get into it. It's a slasher film, which is really kind of my favorite. So let's let's see how I enjoyed this slasher film. Okay. So basically, it's, you know, it starts off with uh, two miners in a mine. Miners, M-I-N-E-R, not M-I-N-O-R. It's not the R. Kelly story. Yeah. Oh, you know, my notes, I spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so they're in a mind, and then um, they start taking off their clothes and start making out. So, uh, you know, the, the female, uh, even though we don't see any nudity here, really, the, the female tries to take off the male miner's mask, but he won't let her, and then he just kills her. Yeah, that's um, that's and then, you wanted know, to do it with the mask on, and I understand that everybody now everybody wants to be kinky sometimes. I get it. Everybody's got a kink, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, so what I missed and I can't remember. So now it's like it cuts to like two days before Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So was this something? Because I can't remember. Was this supposed to have just happened, or was this Harry from twenty years ago? This happened. I don't, this just happened. So. Because her heart gets sent in one of the boxes, because it's the only unaccounted for heart. Gotcha. Okay, I couldn't remember, and I thought maybe because I was taking a notes, I thought maybe I looked away when it said the date. You know, I didn't know if it said like twenty years later or something like that. Um, so yes, two days before Valentine's, and then we got a bunch of minors, uh, adult minors, as, as Keith pointed out. You know, mm -hmm. 
down in the mine and we get some uh, backstory exposition. So, you know, basically uh, TJ's a miner. He's, he's our main kid, one of our main characters. Mm-hmm. He's a miner and he is uh, been gone, but he is back in town. His, but his ex is with somebody else, but his father owns the mines and he has the weirdest fucking accent I've ever heard in my life. Because it's, <laughs> it's not quite Canadian. It's not quite darkness. It's not quite Irish. It's just, it's just weird. And like, I didn't. It's quite amazing. It's what it is. It is quite amazing. But like watching the movie, I, I didn't know it was Canadian because I thought it was like South African based on his accent. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, like, so he's back. And his ex Sarah is with Axel, another minor. Yeah. Um, and so that that's the backstory we get down in the mine. Uh, then they come up, and we get about fifty dudes showering. Uh, and then yep. mm-hmm. reminiscent of the Motel Hell scene at the uh, what is it Makeout Point? Yeah, where it's playing the stupid music. Cars are going all over the place. People are running around half naked. That's what we get at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? Like, what am I in for? This does not seem like a horror movie. You know, you get like banjo music. People are running out to their cars, racing to their cars, pulling up their pants. I was like, no, this is so far not for me. You know, we we have the opening scene where they deny us nudity. Yeah, I thought that shower scene would have sold you on it, but. Nope, it didn't. Well, there's no nudity in that either, though, Keith. Yeah, so what? How would it? You yeah. know, how would it? Something. So they race to the town, and they get to they meet up with their girls, and basically the girls are decorating, uh, the town hall or whatever for the first Valentine's Day dance that this town has had in twenty years. Yeah, and I thought like and, at, at this point I thought. They were high schoolers that also worked in the mine. I guess it makes sense that they're young adults, but then that, like, but this whole dance thing seemed very, very high schoolish. You know what I mean? Uh, except for the one dude that had a giant mustache that looked more masculine than any character in any movie we've ever watched. That's Hollis. I love Hollis in this. I movie. love Hollis. Hollis is my favorite. Yeah. And my favorite too. He is the best. Yeah. Like, Hollis is the best. Um, but yeah, it is weird because it's like we got to have a dance, you know. That is definitely a high school type thing. Now, if this isn't like Footloose, where they can't have dances, they've had dances before, I'm sure. Yeah. This is just they can't have a Valentine's Day dance, which I get. Like, do a day after Valentine's Day dance and and make that a thing, and then you're fine. Nobody gets killed. President's Day dance, absolutely, one hundred percent. There we go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not President's I mean, Day. Problem solved. Canada. So it'd be like Prime Minister's Day dance. And then, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and for the most part, everybody's coupled up with a girl, really, except for TJ. You know, they're they're selling it, you know, that home that, you know, TJ is, you know, he doesn't have a girl and everybody else does. And then, um, as you said before, TJ's father shows up. He's the mayor of the town. Um. And I don't, I don't really know. Maybe that's more exposition we get or whatever of backstory and stuff like that. But when the mayor leaves, he gets a, like a candy heart, a box of hearts delivered to him. Um, And there, there's a scary note inside of it. Mm -hmm. And when he opens it up, it's like a real bloody heart. To your point, the girl at the beginning, I'm assuming. Um, So, you know, so he freaks out. And so does the chief of police. They're, you know, they're freaking out because of this rightly so bloody heart, you know, with a note. And I can't remember exactly what the note says, but the gist of it is, is don't fucking have this Valentine's Day dance. Yeah, but I think it rhymes. I think it's like something to the effect of, hey, sorry about uh, chopping up this girl's heart and ending your romance. But whatever you do, don't have a a Valentine's dance or something like that. That's perfect. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Was- uh, so so then we cut to like the youngins, you know, whatever, hanging out at the bar, and we get our crazy Ralph, basically. I love this similar crazy Ralph. character. 
this crazy Ralph is amazing because he's staring dead at the camera and he's like, listen, fuckers, I saved a man from the mines. And it's just <laughs> so intense. Yeah, he, he's definitely, you know, again, he's crazy, but he is telling backstory. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny about this, he's telling it at the bar to the other miners. Presumably, they already know this story. Yeah. Like, who's this for? I know it's for us, but... Yeah. At the bar, in the context of the movie, who is he telling this backstory to? Because it, I just feel like if I worked out of mind and there was like some crazy shit happened 20 years ago, I probably would the whole time know. It. Especially if we haven't had a Valentine's Day since. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I just thought that was so funny how he's just, you know, he's just telling the story. So basically 20 years ago, the mine collapsed or something while... The whole town was partying at a Valentine's Day dance, and uh, the miners were trapped in there. And when they got to him and saved him, there was only one survivor, and that was Harry. Uh, what's his name? Harry Warden yeah. is the one survivor. But it kind of turned him crazy uh, being trapped in the mine, and he, and he was ate. in a mental institute. Well, even that, when you see the flashback of him, he's gnawing on the femur of one of the other miners, like a like a lunatic. So. And, you know, I don't know how long he was trapped in there. Yeah. Touché. But because, you know, like, I don't know if you ever watched uh, particularly the first season of South Park. Some people get snowed in and they're yeah. immediately like, well, that won't be long. We're going to have to start eating each other. Absolutely. You know, it's like, and it's been like, we've been there an hour. They're like, Harry, the, the, the collapse isn't even over yet. Why are you, you're already eating me. He's like, no, they're dancing. They're going to dance all night. No, they're never coming tonight. So, yeah, he just starts eating people. And, again, he gets put in a mental institute. But then he escapes the mental institute, returns one year later, and kills some people in the town. Which becomes very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Basically, because of this backstory that we see, the sheriff and the mayor are like, fucking Harry's back. Mm -hmm. You know, he came back, you know, 20 years ago. Now he's back. He's the one that's left this note. It's Harry. So, you know, this is very much, again, so far the storyline's kind of like Halloween. Absolutely. And it's like definitely a, uh, like this time period, I think it has a lot of these slasher flicks of escaped mental institution patients and stuff like that that's sort of like a trope in the late 70s early 80s big time um and it's interesting because i don't think we do it as much nowadays um but that's yeah no yeah and so you know they think he's back then we get some killer pov pov and then you know for the sake of uh simplicity for this story i'm going to refer to him as harry you know the killer or whatever so basically, Harry kills a little old lady at a laundromat, and she's one of the ladies, like I guess you know, putting together the dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to like TJ and Axel. They're like at a junkyard with some of the other guys, and they're hanging out, and they're actually you know having a drink, having a heart to heart, talking about their situation with Sarah. Yeah, but TJ's just like Sarah wants me, dude. It's it's pretty clear, you know. And Axel is not having any of it. He just, you know, he just takes off. (laughs) Meanwhile, the mayor and the cop, they reach out to the Institute to be like, Hey, what's up? Why did y'all let Harry escape or whatever? Well, the Institute, they they can't find a record on Harry. Like there's no Harry Borden there. Yeah. They don't have any record whatsoever. And it's going to take us days for them to actually, I guess go to the records room to figure out where this lunatic actually is or whatever. Yeah. So and meanwhile, uh, Sarah can't decide on if she likes Axel or TJ. And is so this, is this put you on the spot, Keith. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. You're Sarah. Who are you picking right now? TJ or Axel? Uh, TJ, just because A, he has a name that is not after a car part, and B, I, I get to learn more about 
what the fuck his accent is. You know what I mean? Just for that inquiry. And it's also like, we don't really see... Uh, there's that scene, and I think it's actually a really good scene where TJ takes her to the lake and they're sort of confronting each other. It's definitely like an 80 slasher flick scene, but it's like pretty well acted. It's pretty well written, like all that stuff. I actually enjoy it. And then like right after that, I spent the vast majority of the rest of the movie thinking, oh, TJ's the killer. Like that was my thoughts from that point on. So, um, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's when, uh, if you didn't notice it before, that scene is heavy accent. Like it is heavy, heavy. <laughs> so basically Sarah, she can't decide. She's talking to her friends, her friend or whatever. And then meanwhile, the chief of police finds the old lady dead in the laundromat. Yeah. But he wants to keep it quiet. And a reverse of Jaws, the mayor wants to cancel the dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no, I do like how there's no talk in this movie about we can't cancel the dance. What about the tourism? You know, what about all this? None of that, because there's only six people that live in this entire town. Um, and then I love the fact that any sheriff that just goes around smoking a Sherlock Holmes pipe the entire time, like, <laughs> he seems like a very reasonable guy. It's like, oh, fuck it. We're, there's a lunatic. Yeah, let's do Let's cancel it. I don't give a shit about a dance anyway. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board. The only thing, you know, that the sheriff is kind of wonky about, of course, is like keeping it a secret yeah. that Myrtle or whatever the old lady was actually murdered. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's the, we don't want anybody to know that Harry's back or whatever. Yeah. I just feel like if there's a murder going on in your town. Tell people. You probably want people to know. Absolutely. I don't know, sheriff, chief of police, but they probably do things differently in Canada. You know, yeah, we su- don't know. I'm surprised he wasn't we got a no idea. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Yep. So TJ picks up Sarah. And even though, again, Sarah is with Axel, mm-hmm. she puts up the least amount of fight you've ever seen. Like, she clearly wants to go with TJ. Absolutely. She has made her decision. Yeah. <laughs> and to your point, they go to the lake. They have the scene, you know, where... He wants her back. Why'd you leave me, TJ? We couldn't make it in Hollywood? Was that his story? Like, I I can't even remember. I don't know where he said he was, but it was just hard out there and difficult, he said. But I would assume, like, in my mind, he just went to another mine because that's all the work he knows how to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and he doesn't have, like, his dad, the mayor, who owns the mine, like, saying he didn't have to work that hard. You know, he actually now has to work. Yeah, and he's like, when, when there's more than 12 people in a town, it's really difficult. Like, <laughs> So again, she's mad at him for leaving. He is very, very sorry. He's so sorry, sorry about so all sorry. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they kiss. Here we go. Yeah. You know, cue the music. I guess they're back together because they've kissed or whatever. Uh, then later, the group, the, the, the kids... Uh, for lack of a better term, decide, hey, we're going to, they cancel the dance. Let's just have the party. Again, not a dance. Let's have the party at the mine. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, you think they can have a party anytime. Party's not the issue. Yeah. It's a get-together. We're having a get-together at the mine. That's what they're doing. No big deal. Yeah, and it's not even that Valentine's Day theme. Like, there's no Cupids. There's no anything. They just have... Hot dogs. I don't know why everybody yeah, in the hot dogs. It's Fourth of July, but it, again, it's Canada, so it's Canada. I don't know. Maybe that's the big Canadian romantic gesture is hot dogs. <laughs> like that's what. So if I ever date a Canadian girl, I'm gonna be like, "Honey, I just want you to know how much you mean to me." And hand her a ballpark frank. <laughs> in your culture, this means I love you. <laughs> oh, I forgot this too. So basically, you know, when word gets around that Myrtle or whatever, like passed away through a heart attack or whatever. Crazy Ralph's like, that's bullshit. Fucking Harry's back and he killed But I do love there's that scene where the sheriff gets, is it the sheriff or the mayor that gets a valentine from her? Uh, And at first it's sweet and then it is not sweet anymore. Yes. uh, Because it's another heart. Yeah. So, so again, Crazy Ralph, he's like, that's bullshit. The kids decide they still want to have the party. Well, Crazy Ralph hears this. 
And he's like, he's rubbing his hands together. He's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so he decides to prank them. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> he, gets, he goes to the mine where he knows they're going to have the party. And he sets up like a fake dummy of a dude with a, you know, a pickaxe or whatever, dressed as a miner. When they open the door, the miner is going to, you know, almost pickaxe him or whatever as a joke. And and he does it. He sets it up. He opens it up and the fake miner comes out. And dude is having the time of his life. He tests it out 45 fucking times and just giggles <laughs> every time. Like, I wish I was... You know, I don't I don't think it's kind to refer to people as simple, but I wish I was as simple in my joy as this man was. Because it's just he's loving this. And like and he tries to walk away, but then he's like, I want to do it one more time. <laughs> just, <okay. laughs> just to keep laughing. And you know, again, sometimes laughing in movies, you know, if you have to do it, it's not very good because you're acting or whatever. I believed every bit every of this time. dude's laughing. Yeah. He was having so much fun. It was the funniest thing in the world. He, I feel like, you know, if he saw this actually play out and it worked, he'd piss his pants. That's how oh, much it'd be he would love. The greatest it. day of his life as his children cry <laughs> in a corner. Daddy hasn't been home in seven months because we've been laughing at this prank. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. And then, like you said, he, he just keeps he just keeps going back. He can't not go back. Well, that was his mistake. The last time he goes back, it's not a dummy. It's Harry. Boom, pickaxe. And I just Crazy like, Ralph is dead. Yeah, my favorite thing is thinking about Harry sitting there watching this fucker go back and forth and be like, I'm just no, I'm not gonna kill him yet. I'm just God damn it, dude. Okay, it works. All right. Just got you know what? Fuck this. And moves the whole thing just to stage the killing. You know? Like just the frustration, the commitment, the how long had he been standing there watching him go through this this dumb, this dumb, dumb activity he was doing, you know? <laughs> Plus, let's assume for the sake of argument that everything crazy uh Ralph said before he believes it. So he believes that a crazy killer is on the loose. So let me go to the mine shaft and set up a prank or whatever. Yeah, he gets killed. So he was right, but at what price? At what price? Mm. Yep. So now the chief of police is you know, at the station and he gets a box of chocolate hearts. And what's funny about this is is because I guess the deputy's there, whatever. And if I didn't know better, if I was the deputy, I'd be like, the chief of police is having an affair. Because the box of hearts comes, and the chief looks at it so, like, suspiciously, like, oh, my God. And he says, Bill, go get me a coffee right now. Like, it's amazing. I'd be like, oh, so he's cheating on his wife, clearly, because he does not want me to see him open this. And he opens it. And it is from Myrtle, you know, like you said, it was sweet, you know, but um, then meanwhile, that we're at the party now. So we're at the mine. The kids are having the party. They're uh, having the hot dogs. Having the hot dogs. A guy in the kitchen gets killed. Um, what's he gets? He gets boiled in water. He gets his face thrown in boiling water. Mm-hmm. TJ and Axel get into it again because Sarah is giving all kinds of mixed signals because yep. now she's with Axel and they get into it. They fight and our boy Hollis is the one that breaks it up because he's awesome. And then Axel just storms off. He's furious about the whole thing. Um, then, then a girl gets killed. She's making out with a guy, the guy leaves and then she gets killed. So, you know, we're just off in them typical slasher fashion. We don't know who any of these people are. And unlike one of the other slasher ones that we watched, Friday 13th, I, I told you this, there's like four main girls. All four of them could have been the final girl if you don't really know the movie because they all had important scenes. They all had certain things where you'd be like, oh, I could see that person being the one that survives. Not so in this one at it's, all. It's Sarah. It's got to be Sarah. The She's the only one with a name that I remember. You know what I mean? There's one other yeah. girl that has an issue... She doesn't want to move later in the movie, 
but Sarah is the only one that has any sort of character development. And I'm saying that graciously that she has character development. Um, but I do think exactly. so. The girl that just got killed was that's the making out the shower thing, right? Yeah, they're making out. Uh, I guess it was, I don't really know what it was. They were laying in something and they pulled the stuff down. Yeah, and then he gets up and then she gets, I I assume, impaled on a shower. But the thing about it is, and this is the, the major hindrance of this film, this kill would have been fucking great had we seen it. Uh, but you don't get to see anything. You do get to see a little touch of the aftermath. And it is kind of creepy that way. Because when the guy comes back in to discover her body, he hears water running. He goes to the area where the showers are, and we see barely a glimpse of her face with the implication that water is pouring out of her mouth now because she's been sat through that. And it's creepy that we only get the hint of that, but all of the kills, up until the end even, are like that. They're just, you never see impact. You never see anything like that. Maybe it's because, you know, I don't know, Canada is really nice, or, the, or they can't, a duh show us any of these kills. I don't know. I don't know what the rules were there. That was a raw Prago joke, Keith. That was totally. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, now Sarah and some of the other group decide, let's go down the mine shaft. Let's go down to the mine to check it out, because presumably the girls have never been up down there before, so you know, some of the guys, Hollis included, decide to take them down, even though TJ's like, don't go down there, you know, but, yeah. but Hollis is like, no, we're cool. It's going to be fine. We're going to go down. We're going to come right back up. Um, then after they get down there, up top, they find uh, the dead girl. And, you know, when I say they, like everybody knows about it now. They're all freaking out up there. Obviously, the people down in the mine shaft have no idea what's going on. They're down in the mine shaft. Um, everybody's like, oh my God, it's Harry Warden. You know, he's back. He's killing people. Obviously, that's what's going on. And then, again, I love shit like this all the time. When TJ and Axel team up. So, they get together, compare notes, and they're like, Sarah's down in the mine shaft. Harry's probably down in the mine shaft. We got to get down there to save her. So, they go down the mine shaft to save Sarah and others. And the rest of the group go to the police because the police, the, the phone lines have been cut and it's 1981. There's no cell phone. Yeah. So they're driving to the police station to tell the sheriff, Harry is here and he's killing people at the mine. So then um, down in the mine shaft. But I think right before that, though, the sheriff gets a phone call from the mental institution and he's walking out of his truck when the kids crazily almost wreck into him. And then that's what alerts him to go there. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, the sheriff is getting information on Harry and the mental institute as far as that goes, but down in the mine shaft, there's another character down there. I don't even know his name, but he's the jokester. He's been cracking jokes and doing stupid stuff the entire film. And this guy is exhausting. I could not handle him at all. Yeah. He is too much. And most of his jokes is like prop humor and stuff. Yeah. It's he, not even like clever. He's definitely the carrot top of the group, but he also like his face looks like a cartoon character in live action. Like, and honestly, when we get to my remake of this film, he is the biggest inspiration for what I want to do with this movie because he is so fucking ridiculous like anytime anybody says anything he's like oh yeah gee <laughs> and like it's just so fucking annoying and like makes you think is this in mayberry is this the 1950s i don't know when this takes place but that's what it feels like because of him it feels like uh dumb and dumber when jim carrey is doing the dream sequence so he's dreaming and he's at, and he in his dream he thinks that he's impressing the girl. Yeah. yeah. And he's like throws popcorn in his face. And he's like, burp, 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 and everybody's just dying laughing. Like yeah. that's the way this Absolutely. guy's acting. 
Absolutely. He is what I think a shitty version of Jimmy Olsen is. Like, that's that's who he is in my mind. He looks like that. He looks like a nerd yep. from a 1950s Disney movie, which I get. I'm not one to make fun of the way people look. I look like a shaved Chia Pet. So I get it. But, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, he, he's terrible. Like, terrible. And, and I'm going to get to a little bit later with him, but I'm not happy about later with him. But, so... There's a cool scene where uh, Harry is down in the mind and he's busting out the lights yeah. with the pitch act. That is like terrifying. Right yeah. Yes. And they and they don't see it, but they can hear, you know, what's going on or whatever. But yeah, it just looks awesome where he's, you know, killing all the lights. So TJ and Axel split up when they get down in the mind because they can, you know, obviously find them better. Um and then um, TJ finds Sarah and the group, just TJ. But he's like, Harry's down here. Um, but then they split up again to find the rest of the group because two of them went to go make out or whatever. And so they get reunited, but then split up again. And this is where, you know, Hollis, my favorite, uh, he finds his friends, but they're dead. And then he gets killed. And we didn't see, we didn't see those people die. Right. No, we just see the aftermath. Yep. Again, like to your point from earlier, it's just the aftermath. And then, you know, we see Hollis, he gets killed. RIP Hollis. Mm -hmm. Now all that's left is TJ, Axel, Sarah, the jokester and because I don't know her name, Hollis's girlfriend. So yeah. that's all that's left down in the mine. And then Axel finds the girls because again, they keep splitting up down here in this mine. Axel finds the girls and he hits TJ by accident because TJ's coming around the corner or whatever. Well, prior to this, so as Hollis and TJ split off, the girls are left and they tell the jokester to watch after the girls but the jokester fucking runs away like a coward. Um, yep. and, th and then that's all, all that other stuff happens. But I really like the scene prior to the revelation of what happens near the end of the film. But when they see somebody coming up and then Axel just swings that two by four or whatever and knocks the shit out of the TJ. I like that too. That was a very interesting, like, yeah, that would happen sort of moment. And then later exactly. on, it's got like a very different you know angle to it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because, I mean, again, if you're not coming around saying, hey, it's me, is anybody over here? And they hear that it's TJ, why would you not think, you know, it could potentially yeah. be Harry or whatever? Um, So they all, uh, minus the jokester, they all get to the elevator, but it's been smashed. And so they can't take the elevator. So they start climbing up the ladder. And uh, Axel's the first... And Hollis's girlfriend, like you said, she freaks out and can't, you know, climb or whatever. It's yeah. like, you got to climb, girl. You got to climb. And at a certain point, she just wraps around the ladder and she's like, I'm just staying here. I'm just going to stay here. Like, I would, I would fucking hate that woman. I would grab her and throw her down and just keep climbing myself. But yeah. Yeah, because the other piece is like, again, it, it would be fairly difficult to get around her yeah. because it's a small ladder. You've just got to go. We can't climb over you. We just got to go. But as they're climbing up, uh, the jokester's dead body falls from above down. And again, we don't see him die, how he died, which it's it's like the other ones where we don't see how they die. But this one, he's so annoying. I wanted to see him die. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> It just makes me mad that he's just dead. We didn't even get the benefit of seeing how it happened. Kind of ticks me off. But so because the body falls from up above, it makes them all go back down. Now, none of them are going to go up because presumably Harry's at the top throwing dead bodies at him, you know, Donkey Kong style or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so then they're going to try to find another way out, uh, which is, I guess, the cart, the way they came down anyway. And Axel's a little bit behind, and they they hear him like they hear him get attacked, and he like falls into the. And water. when they go up to it, it's like, oh my god, that's a sixty foot fall or something like that. 
and it's weird too because like I don't understand minds, but I that like this part of the mindset felt like I don't know it was on a miniature golf game or something like that because it's like this weird bridge that you have to cross and you have to duck underneath the windmill or some shit and there's a lake around it and I don't know what he's doing. What is Axel doing in the back? Fishing or something? Waiting for the guy? Uh, being a lookout or whatever? It was a we- It's weird. It's fine. It's weird. Go ahead. It's just like again, most of this movie when they split up for no reason. Like yeah. they keep and again, it's not really they're splitting up, but it's just like you go a hundred feet ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just keep 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 splitting up. So again, so now, uh, you know, so TJ's gone, and. I'm not TJ. Axel's gone. But TJ, for some reason, splits up with the girls again. Yeah, and he tells them, go stick to the wall and keep walking. I'm going over this way for no fucking reason. Loud noise, loud noise. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead, except for you three. So you don't have to go find somebody now. No. It makes no sense, other than like plot device or whatever, to split them up yet again. So... Then basically, because they're split up, uh, what's his face? The bad guy shows up, and he kills Hollis's girlfriend, and Sarah gets away, and runs into TJ. Yeah. So TJ was just missing for this death. That that's the only reason he was going. Yeah. So that somebody could die. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like uh, very convenient, but crazy. And so now townsfolk, they, because uh, I guess the sheriff called the entire town to come when he went. So they all uh, get to the mine and they start heading down the mine shaft, walking down the mine shaft. Um, and then TJ and Sarah get in the moving cart uh, to get out of there. And Harry gets in the cart behind them. And, you know, Steven Spielberg saw this movie. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Him and the creators of Donkey Kong Country were taking notes while they were watching this shit. Absolutely. Yes. He's like, like, we gotta put this, like, this is Indiana Jones all over it. All over and they sped it up a little bit in Indiana Jones because this car is going about conservatively one mile per hour. Like, I don't know how slow it's going. It's as slow as my career. It's really rough, yeah. <laughs> so... I'll have to wait too hard for that, Keith. Uh, so TJ and Harry, <laughs> TJ and Harry fight on the moving cart, um, and then somehow they they fall off the cart or get off the cart, and Sarah and TJ go down a side uh, cave, uh, and they're still fighting. And Sarah takes Harry's mask off, and it's not Harry; it's Axel. Bum bum bum. Whoa. And when I watched this, this was not my first time watch, but when I watched this for the first time, uh, when Axel uh, died by falling into the lake, I thought then, oh, Axel's the killer. That's immediately what I thought. Gotcha. Because even though we, we didn't see some other deaths, not only did we not see this death, we didn't even see the body. A body. Yeah. And... Granted, I didn't watch this in 1981, so I've seen a bunch of slashers and misdirections and things like that. Yeah. But that's immediately what I thought was Axel's the killer. Yeah. When we didn't see him die, you know. Uh, so it's Axel. And then we get a quick flashback of, you know, 20 years ago when the real Harry actually killed those people. Uh, little five-year-old Axel saw the whole thing. Because I'm assuming it was his father or something like that. his dad was one of the people in charge of the mine before. Yep. And so it traumatized him. And, you know, I guess he got triggered by the Valentine's Day dance coming back, you know. Um, But they knock him backwards into the cave and the cave collapses on him. Then the chief in the town show up and the chief is like, uh, no, not TJ's like, hey, it's not uh, it's not a Harry. And the chief is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> they know exactly. Oh, They've thanks, already, chief. From that one very informative phone call, apparently, <laughs> from whoever was at that mental institution, really yep. told them everything. Exactly. We got it. We know everything. It's Axel. Yeah, we yep. got it. So 
now Axel is uh, alive, but he's in the cave in or whatever. And they, you know, are trying to like dig him out. And uh, we see him like, you know, through the rocks or whatever, but he does not want to be saved. He runs back into the cave and he's basically like screaming, like, you know, Harry and I, you know, we'll be back or whatever. And he just runs deeper into the cave. It Yeah, it definitely gives like, it gives the flavor of Jim Carrey as the Riddler at the end of Batman Forever, just like screaming hysterically about, I don't know who Batman is, and then running away all crazy. Like, that's the kind of vibe right. I was getting from it. So, which again, I know it would give it away, but he doesn't act like that ever. And, you know, there's nothing Never. like earlier in the, the movie. Yeah. He's completely a normal guy, other than the fact that, you know, uh, his girlfriend may be cheating on him with her ex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, but even as Harry the Killer, he's not laughing high-pitched and all that shit. It, it seems like a very different person that we're seeing now, you know? Yes, exactly. And, you know, as he runs off, you know, that's it. It's the, yeah. it's the end of the movie, but I'll tell you, the closing credit scene is a dope-ass song. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's like a folk song of, like, Harry's Valentine's Curse. Yeah, and I was like, this is awesome. I loved, I love that song. But that is 1981's My Bloody Valentine, just in time for 2024's Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's like, listen, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my rating for on Letterboxd. I gave it three stars. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but I think there is some sort of charm to it. And I don't know necessarily what it is. Maybe it is like the simplistic nature of the story. Maybe it is because there's some creativity there that maybe because of the time and the budget was restrained. But there's something fun about this version of the movie. I remember watching the remake when it came out in theaters and just fucking hating it and thinking it was dumb as shit. But this one, I kind of had a blast watching it. it. It was fun. It was quirky. I think it's because of Hollis. I think Hollis takes it home for me. Um, what about you? What did you rate it? How do you feel about it? So I gave it three out of five as well. Uh, you know, I enjoyed this. It is fun. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for slashers, particularly 80 slashers. But what I, what I really like about this is how it seems, uh, from like the beginning, most of the movie, that's just your typical slasher. It's like yeah. we talked about the escaped lunatic yeah. is back. Michael Myers is back and he's killing people. Mm-hmm. But it was secretly like a mystery. We didn't even realize it, yeah. you know, and it's a nice twist as far as that goes. I think it, I mean, again, it could work better with why they're separate and doing a lot of this other stuff, but the twist works for me. Absolutely. Uh, I like it and it works. And to your point about um, the remake, the remake is fine, whatever. Like not like a big fan of it, but this one seems you said charm it's more endearing than like the remake the remake is just seems like yeah it's a slasher let's throw it up there and kill some people i I just don't feel that way and is it because it's a canadian film and i just think oh canadians are so nice i just like this movie because you know well i do think that the isolation of the town the small town nature of it has something really special about it right and it feels quaint to it to a large degree um yeah and because it's like we see the entire town it's like two buildings you know what i mean and there's like seven people live here and now they're all dead like uh, and even at the end as the entire town comes to the aid of these kids and then everyone's still trying to help the killer even by getting piece by piece of the rock off of him there's just something super fucking charming about that that i really dig um if you were going to remake it, how do you go about it? All right. So first off, the casting. So I would cast uh, as Sarah uh, Renee Rapp from oh, great. Mean Girls. Yeah. Uh, Axel would be, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Hunter uh, Duhan from the Wednesday uh, Adams show. TV show. Yeah. And then TJ, I'm definitely not pronouncing his name right, uh, Nicholas Galatzine. He's in uh, Bottoms and uh, the new Craft movie, not new, but the Craft movie that oh, gotcha, came yeah. out. Yeah, he's he just he's just got a, a cool look as far as that guy, as far as that goes. So, 
with the this has already been remade, you know, as we said with Jensen Eccles. But the twist with that one is, is it's virtually the same story, but it's not Axel that's the killer. It's TJ that's the killer. Yeah. So they they twist your expectations, which is fine. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't make it whatever. I mean, it. I guess it worked for what it does. I don't remember it that well, but I do remember that, oh, it's funny that they switched to the killer was. So I'm go- mine's going to be a little bit, this is just a movie. Mine's going to be a little bit of a cheat. You're going to think it's a re- it's just a, a remake, but it's a secret sequel Okay. to this one. So basically, they have uh, something happened in this town 20, 30 years ago, whatever it is, and they don't say Harry because really who they're talking about is Axel. They just keep saying a crazy miner did all this, killed these people, and, you know, again, you just don't say Harry. And they got Axel out of the cave. He went into a sane asylum. You know what I mean? But again, they never say his name. We just never hear it. And, you know, they refer to him as the miner. And uh, the twist of this one is, unlike the first one or the, the second one, it's going to be Sarah that is the killer. Ooh. And Sarah is Axel's like granddaughter. You know, she's like a relative and she's pissed about the way the town treated Axel as far as that goes. And again, they're not going to be called like Sarah and TJ yeah. and Axel because again, it's a secret remake. I mean, a secret sequel to that. So that's what I would do, but I would have killer girl this time. That's great. That's great. How about um, you? What'd you do? So mine is going to be very different. Um, now, remember how I said that jokester really inspired me because he was so over the top and theatrical. So all of my teenagers, all of the, the main cast, I want unknown. And it's because they have to have a specific talent because I'm making this into a musical. So I want... okay. The, the sheriff to be Leslie Odom Jr. And I want the mayor to be Hugh Jackman. But it's going to be very theatrical, play, musical, living it up into that, that Canadian sort of small town vibe. Um, and just huge song and dance numbers with pickaxes. And I think that would be fucking great. You know what I mean? Um, and even at the very end, they sing the, the, the song that goes over the post credits. That's our closing oh, yeah. number. And so, yeah. So My Bloody Valentine, the musical, right? It'll be dope as shit, I think. And uh, you didn't cast Sarah, but Renee Rapp could be Sarah in that one, too. Absolutely. She just did Mean Girls. Yep, absolutely. There we go. Just nailed now, it. Now, the new thing that we've added, what kind of... Oh, my camera went out. Oh, hold on. Sorry. I'll just go to over here. That's what I'll do. Can you still? I don't think you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. It went out for a second, but I can hear you at the moment. Okay. But I can't see you. Give me one second. Um, I think I'm having problems with that other camera, so we'll just switch back to this one for the rest of the thing. Um, that, that other camera is much better. I mean, it's much better. The way it looks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's like filming 60 frames per second. So I need to figure out how to turn that off because there's a lot of lag. Anyway, this is all technical jargon that nobody cares about except for me. Um, So the thing we've added, though, is Funko Pops. What Funko Pop would you want from this? So this one, I 100% want a Funko Pop of, you know, the miner with the pickaxe. Like that's like make that Funko Pop. I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, my bloody Valentine. Um, I (laughs) think that would be great. I also think it'd be great if he had the pickaxe and then like uh, a box of chocolates in one hand. Um, and then I kind of want Hollis with like a hot dog. Like that's that would be a fucking dope ass Funko (laughs) Pop, right? You don't want um the jokester with a straw up his nose, like like he's sniffing coke out of a drink. I that kid is the reason theater kids have a bad reputation, and he's not even a theater <laughs> kid in this movie. But just looking at him, I'm like, mm, I've been in plays with you. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I feel like it's a girl's name. Like, is it Ashley or Leslie from Friday the 13th? There's a jokester that is super annoying, Shelby. Shelby, I can't remember his name. Shelby, Shelby's super Curly annoying. Hair. Yeah, uh, this guy's worse. This guy's he far worse. Beats Shelby, he takes the cake. Well, Shelby's Holy. also. Cr- 
creative at points in time. Like this kid is the not. The only thing that depends on what you mean by worse. The only thing about Shelby is when he like hits on that girl and he's very nice about it. And the girl's like, nah, I mean, it's cool. I know we've been hanging out, but we're, we're just friends. He's like, well, fuck you bitch or whatever. Like immediately. He, so yeah. that part is not cool about Shelby, but as far as just being around Shelby or this guy, I take Shelby every day of the week, every day of the week, every day of the week. Was there ever a sequel to my bloody Valentine or just the remake? I'm pretty sure it's just the remake. Yes. I'm, I'm almost positive it's just a remake. Because I feel like it was poised perfectly for a sequel. I feel like that'll be mine. That's what I did. I did. I did oh, the yeah, sequel. Touché. Yeah, touche. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so we we called an audible previously. Uh, we were going to do a different film, um, but we both just realized well, we probably should have said that at the start of the show. Yeah, absolutely. We both just People realized like, we... I, they're going back to our archives. Where's the burning? Yeah, we just realized we hated Jason Alexander. No, this was this was. Synergy of marketing, so we had to do this one. Um, so this will be released, uh, probably the day before Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day itself, depending on when Rob checks his fucking email. Um, but I, I'm excited about it. What are we doing next time? Are we doing that there, whatnot burning movie? Yeah, we're doing the burning, okay? Good, unless yeah. you know, uh, I can come up with some other holiday themed, yeah, for St. Patrick's Day from 1981, yeah. yeah. It's too bad that Leprechaun didn't come out in 1981. God, that would be fun. Well, it'd be a very different movie. Very different movie, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about my bloody valve. I'm not fuck it, the burning. Oh, uh, fuck it. My, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's just, it's, um, I know it shows you really like uh, phoned in this whole podcast and stuff. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I like Hollis too. He's He's good. I really yeah. like him. I like mustaches, and I just pass out. Um, okay, so where could the people find you, Chad? Uh, Twitter X NQC Podcast. Awesome, and if you're looking for me, you can find me in the not quite darkness. <laughs> Michael Kite. <Kang. laughs>